Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the Soulfully Casual podcast. I'm your host, Matty Ice. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. And if you are a loyal listener, thank you again for returning. Um, we're in the second week of January now, and uh, you know I've released quite a few episodes since the start of the year, and I've started to receive some positive feedback. And one of the things I've always been saying that I want is I want people to connect with the show and to connect with me. That's why I'm doing this. And over the course of the last week, I've actually received two correspondence, and I wanted to highlight those because they got me thinking about what is ultimately the topic for this episode. As I said in that episode was to be aware of your surroundings. And I believe when I'm thinking about it, when I went through that, you know, I was thinking about being aware of your situation for how you respond to things. If you're somebody who is hypersensitive to make sure that you're understanding the situation before you react to something incorrectly or, uh, you know, that is not appropriate. And she put it to me this way. When I heard you say that, I knew that you didn't mean it in the physical, but as a woman in this country, I took it that way. She took it as I think about not wearing headphones when I'm walking and going out at night and all of those other things that so many women think about. And I also received another one related to my episode about the division of our democracy after the events of January 6th. And it's from Shane. And it read like this. Wow, that was quite emotional. Thank you for speaking so truthfully. We are living in a country that has been divided since the beginning of its existence. I worry about my livelihood daily. It's hard to be cordial with a supporter of someone that doesn't care about my life. But this podcast made me shed tears. They are good ones. I thank you for being transparent and honest. We need more of that. I appreciate you. Well, what I would say to both is I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening, but I appreciate you for connecting. But li- reading those words again from both, and I received them not on the same day, but you know, within a relative time of each other. And it got me thinking about everything that's happened. And so I went through kind of a series of events for myself. First thing I did is I went back to both of those episodes and listened back to what I had said. Um, I, I, I think I've said this in, in other episodes, but at least if I haven't, this is going on record as saying it. One of the uh, biggest caveats of doing this podcast, and if you're you know, on a podcast or you're going to come on this show, is to own what you say. Because the second that I hit publish on all of these episodes, my words, my opinions, uh, they're out there. They're out there for anybody to, to listen to and to react to. And I've been very cognizant of that. And everything that I do say, I feel like I own. You know, I don't, I don't say things just to say things. Uh, they're, they're calculated, they're logical, and they're well thought out. At least I believe that they are. And going back and listening to those words that I said, I wanted to make sure that they came off the way that I wanted. Uh, a little transparency into the you know, like background of the show. I do some editing, very light editing, uh, but I don't generally listen back to my shows too, too often. Um, I I generally will listen back if somebody says something or if there's uh, parts of it that I felt like went really smoothly while I was recording. In those two particular episodes, I I felt like they had come off really well and I didn't really go back to them until somebody had mentioned both of them. And in going back to them, I realized that while they did come off well, um, I wanted to do a little bit more research into some of the things that I had said. And as a part of the the discussion, as a part of the the narrative of what's been taking place in the United States for the last week or so, so much talk has come up about our division, which is something that I talked about 
uh, social justice has come up, racial inequality, and just the concept of privilege. And I realized something, and I want to be fully transparent with all of my listeners in that I had felt that I really understood the situation. I felt that I had a good grasp on what privilege was, on why the division is the way that it is. But ultimately, in the end, I don't grasp it the way that I felt that I did. That I have holes in my game, so to speak, to use sort of sports terminology. Um, and there were so many things that I didn't really understand about the, the layered dynamic that is what is happening right now. And it's not just the social justice platforms. Uh, it is also, you know, gender inequality. And there's parts of it that I, while I felt that as if I understood the idea of privilege differently than I think a lot of people misconstrue, I think when we talk about privilege, so many people get uptight or defensive when you talk to somebody and say that they are privileged because I think they already associate privilege with unearned uh, wealth or unearned merit or something like that. And, you know, you, you generally use privilege with somebody who is rich or affluent because they are privileged and that their life is completely different than yours because they don't have to worry about the everyday bills and other types of things. But I understood that there is a difference between that kind of privilege and the privilege that we use now in terms of you know, white privilege or, or something like that. And I've understood that it's, it's having some difference in the way that our lives uh, are lived that you, know, you don't even realize. But I started doing a little bit of listening to other platforms that are talking about this and other perspectives, because as I've always said, you know, I want to understand those perspectives so that I can form my own opinions and understand it the way that I feel is the best way to understand it. And uh, I was listening to, you know, Dan Lebetard, and he was interviewing a good friend of his. His name is John Amici, former NBA player, but he is now a psychologist and uh, lives in Britain. He's from London. He's a gay black man, and he was talking about the concept of privilege, and he put it this way, that privilege is the lack of some sort of impediment. And when I thought about it that way, it dawned on me that there's so many different levels of privilege, that privilege just doesn't have to be your gender or your race, but just everything. I mean, this podcast, having the ability to do this is a privilege. It's a privilege that not a lot of people have, whether it be because they don't have resources, they don't have time, they don't have money to do it, anything. Any type of platform that you have, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever, that's a privilege. For instance, for me, uh, I went to public school for about half of my education and my parents decided to send me to a private school because they didn't like the writing on the wall for the public school that I went to. And while they made that choice and they paid for it and they made it for what they felt were the right reasons, going to that private school was a matter of privilege. Because while it was better than the school, the public school of where I live, think about how much better it was in other states that don't have the kind of education system, even at a public level, that other states do. And I think about some of those deep southern states, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, Louisiana, and that's a sense of privilege. Like if I didn't know anything else, that is a privilege that I have and a privileged life in terms of it's, it's, I don't lack these impediments that others do. So in some of those school systems, they don't have the resources, the teachers, the ability to educate. And then that doesn't bode well, or that, that 
puts you know those kids at a disadvantage going forward because one thing we always talk about whenever politics come up elections and so forth is how the political lines are drawn a lot of times by education well education does a lot of things for you and not every person in this country is afforded the same educational opportunity but going back to uh, the emails that i received one of them i said was about um, you know women not thinking about things that they can't do and uh, in, in listening to this interview with John Amici, one of the things he mentioned was how he understood male privilege, and it was recently. And there was a Twitter, um, you know, Twitter feed that posted this question, and it was to women. If men had a curfew of nine o'clock every night, what would you do? And what stood out to him were how the answers were some of the most, as he called it, mundane activities. Going for a run at night, watching the stars, um, just going for a walk after dark and it made him and now me realize how much of a privilege it is to be a man in the sense that I don't have those impediments and that idea of an impediment causing that privilege now makes so much more sense to me and I wanted to be transparent about being unable to see that because I thought I had come to a good understanding but now I've come to an even deeper meaning and now I think about those other things that women have gone through over the centuries of this country and thinking about how the country started, where women are now, and there's still so many impediments. I mean, just the idea of not being able to go out after dark, I never would even consider that. It's not something that I've ever considered in my life because I'm a man and that is a level of privilege that I'm living at. And not only that, but to go to the you know social justice and the racial part of it, I'm a white male. And so not only do I not have to worry about those impediments that so many, if not all women have to deal with, but I also don't have to worry about the impediments that other people of color have to worry about. And so I'm living in a place of ridiculous privilege. And while it's not something that I should necessarily be apologizing for, it's something that I think we all need to understand. And one thing that I realized via these two interactions and is that I didn't really understand it. I didn't fully grasp it. And Shane's message to me about transparency and then learning more over the course of the last week made me realize that I wanted to be transparent in that way to say that. So where does that bring us to today? Well, I started taking that, that idea of privilege and putting it toward the events of January 6th. And those events are not going to be behind us anytime soon. I don't think anybody's going to forget that it's really an indelible image that everybody has now. But I thought about the privilege that was involved in that. And the I, it's not even the unearned privilege. It's the idea of the privilege that these people don't even realize. All of those folks that were in the Capitol building. And I think I said during my episode about this is that there are people that are that were in the Capitol, then there was a lot of people who were there and peacefully, you know, protesting. And while I didn't agree with the message of it, uh, they were not causing any trouble, at least that, you know, looking at the, the, the news footage and so forth. But for the people that were there and stormed the building, you know, put people in harm's way, knocked down windows, stole items, all of that stuff. Think about the amount of privilege that they are living in in that moment. And it's unbelievable how wasted that moment was for them because their privilege was on display for everybody to see not only in how they were treated or how differently they were treated 
but just didn't feel uh, thinking that they could just do that and it was really an amazing thing and it's been this epiphany of mine now that i need to be much more cognizant about every place that i go the people that are around me at these places what kind of privilege are they not getting that i have or is there a privilege that they have that i don't have i think it's just so important to be cognizant and this is bringing both of those episodes both of those correspondences together of me being aware of my surroundings and also understanding that this division that we're facing is not new and i think another thing that i thought that i understood was that this division wasn't just because of uh, president trump this had started long before but i don't think i realized just how all of this had been percolating under the surface and i realized that so many of these um, people who are for our current president how long i think a lot of them have been waiting for somebody like that and another thing that i've you know always said in terms of you know this this new movement toward uh more um you know they call it a lot of people like to coin it socialism but it's really a lot of the progressive democrats and so forth and i've always said that those isms like communism socialism and so forth are you know dangerous in the hands of humans mainly because humans really can't be trusted humans are fallible but it's not necessarily the person who tries to put it in place it's always that next person and i started thinking about the president i started thinking about his followers and realizing that so many of these people had felt disenfranchised for one reason or another so many of these people have had these racial tensions in their homes i mean most people who are overtly racist or who are defensive when you call them racist and in that kind of a way i mean look at the crowd there right i think i saw one uh, meme that had one black person there and as my friend cleveland said there's always that one but um you know for the most part it was a predominantly white group and so there's a lot of exclusion that goes on within the confines of that group there's there's so much exclusion whereas as a country we're trying to get to more uh inclusion and not inclusion for the sake of inclusion but more just normalized inclusion and you know there's just there's so much that i didn't realize about how far back that goes that donald trump was actually using this division that had been percolating and simmering for years and decades he used that to his advantage to get elected and i said in that episode about his election that i was willing to give it a chance but didn't think that he would be destructive little did i realize that just him being voted in gave him the ability and the platform to empower this group of people and not just empower them to grow them and to mobilize them and that's what happened the other day and uh, so many uh, people that have been supportive of the president at least politicians a lot of them have gone back to their quote-unquote old ways of saying well i didn't really mean that i you know I, I was supporting the president but i just can't anymore and what i fear though is that those things don't really make as much of a difference as we may think that they do even though these republicans who were scared shitless because they were cowering in their desks like a lot of these children who were in schools that get shot up um you know they, they came to this this inflection point where they feel like oh this is the line and i said well why did it take this long for it to be the line there's so many things that it could have been over the last four years but i digress there 
but I think what has or what is going to be something that happens is that I think these people are not just going to go back to their plate their homes their areas and now that Joe Biden is going to be president they're just going to forget about this I think that honestly one thing I, I think is very likely is that Trump is uh, going to continue to try to keep them on his side to keep himself relevant and his views relevant because I said that these people are not necessarily aligned with a party, but they are aligned with a man. And to be honest, if I'm if I'm looking at it logically, the man is a party. If if the Trump party were something that would be created, that would be a third party that could potentially win the U.S. presidency, which has never happened. And that's dangerous. At least it's dangerous to me because these people have been waiting for this kind of thing for so long. They now have it. And add on top of it all of the, you know, to be honest, lies that have been told to them that have made them believe that things have been stolen from them. Their government has been stolen from them. And it's just going to continue down that path. And I think if we, if people like myself who felt like they understood the situation uh, don't get a firm grasp on how this started and how privilege works because I think one way in which you potentially get to be one of these people who are there at this you know in 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 the white I mean excuse me in Congress is I think not either understanding or not appreciating that privilege because while a great many of those people might be financially you know downtrodden they might not be well off they may have a lot of things that have happened in their life up until that point that have one skewed their view and two made it so that they don't understand or appreciate that privilege but i think that if as many people as possible can come to the idea that you know their priv privilege does exist and i think that is really important it's been important for me to at least come clean with it because while my episode on the division the other day was well received from a lot of people it's really important that i you know live what i say right don't not the idea of do as I say, not as I do. I want to embody that. I want to live that. My words mean something. And so I felt like it was incumbent on me to come clean. And I thought it was also a great opportunity to connect with people. And Jessica and Shane, it was amazing that you wrote into the show. And I've said many times, this is why I'm doing it. I want to do it for connecting with you, but also it's a growth opportunity for me. And it's made me realize that some episodes that I need to do down the road are one, doing a little bit more of a deep dive into what women have gone through in this country and what they still go through. And I want to do that. So that's something that I'm going to tease for a little bit later. But Jessica, that is the idea that you have spurred in me. And for Shane, um, transparency is always something that's important to me. It's always something that I want to continue to do. And I'm glad that my transparency the other day resonated with you. And I just want to say, despite the division that's happening in this country, try and keep believing because there are so many more people out there like me who want to be better and care about your well-being and never forget that because for every person I believe that doesn't care about your well-being, I think that there's two or three that do. And eventually, hopefully, that will be more the norm going forward um to anybody who's listening now who, who's never listened uh, i really appreciate you tuning in and listening um i'm continuing to try to make this better to put out more content 
and the more people that start up with me and go back and listen um it's just it, it makes me extremely happy and i'm i'm eternally grateful one thing that i forgot to mention at the beginning is how to connect with the show i've mentioned that people have connected and i did not give you the ability to do that at the beginning and i apologize uh, there are three ways in which you can do this uh, well four if you already know me in my personal life you can certainly uh, get in touch with me however you know you you see fit but if not uh, there is a show email and that is soulfully.casual at gmail.com uh, there's also a show instagram page soulfully casual podcast i've been starting to post some more things and try to give the listeners a little bit of insight into who i am and i'll continue to do that and there's also a twitter feed which is at soulfully casual so those are the three main ways uh, i'd also like to remind and i you know i don't necessarily like to do this but um you know the more you like rate and share the show especially with friends you know if there's something that you feel like resonates with somebody you know share the show with them let them know that i am you know here to to connect with um it means it means a lot to me and also it means a lot to the growth of the show uh, and that's what i'm looking for so uh, i thank you for tuning in once again um, i hope this was reflective and one thing i can say is try to think of some way in which you have a slight privilege in your life even if it's I have the ability to go to Chipotle because it's right down the street. Think about it that way because there's somebody, as my friend Cleveland's father said, there's somebody who's praying for something that you have. And a privilege isn't always a negative thing. It's how you go, how you use it, how you utilize it. And I've decided to utilize my privilege by understanding it and also making it so that other people can have what I have in the in the ways that they can. So if I have the ability to do this show, what I want is to be able to have people who don't have that platform to come on and talk about something they're passionate about. So that's how I'm going to use this particular privilege in a way. Um, but thank you again for listening. I, I certainly appreciate it. And as always, I will see you down the road.